Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Thank you for being with us today. I am excited about this week. I am back with Amy Sloan. She was on, I don't know, I think maybe it's been about a year ago. I'm not even sure how long ago that was. Um, but she is such an encouragement and I'm excited to have her back with us. She is the author of the, the blog um, in ministry, humility and doxology. She's got lots of great resources and we are gonna talk this week about uh, homeschooling. <laughs> surprise, surprise, because that's what we talk about on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Uh, but we're gonna talk about um, just what, what does this look like for our kids spiritually? And Amy is a second generation homeschooler and so she's gonna just bring some of her experience to this. And we know you're gonna be greatly encouraged. But before we get into our conversation, I wanna say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com, try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Amy, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Tell us a little bit about you and your family, maybe for those who missed our last interview with you, um, introduce yourself to us and what it is that you do. Thank you so much for having me back. I am delighted to get a chance to chat with you again today. So like you said, my name is Amy Sloan. I'm a second generation homeschooling mom of five. Our oldest actually just graduated from our homeschool this spring, which was really exciting. Praise the Lord for that. Then we have three daughters and then our youngest son is eight. So we sort of run the gamut from the elementary years now to a high school graduate. My husband also is a second generation homeschooler and we adventure together in North Carolina. We follow like a restfully classical approach to education, which is actually, I believe, what we talked about in our previous conversation. So it's, it's always exciting to me to get to chat with other homeschoolers and to be on this side of the microphone, you know, as a podcast host, normally I'm the one asking yeah. the question. So it's fun to be on this side. Yeah. Agreed. It's so funny because actually after we're done recording this podcast, we're going to record for your podcast as well. And so it, it's, it, I agree. I love being on both sides of the mic. Um, tell us really quickly about your podcast. What is it? So the podcast is called Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology. It's bi-weekly, generally, although I love a good bonus podcast episode. Yep. But I interview all sorts of different homeschool parents on all sorts of different topics. So it's not just one particular approach to homeschooling, but I seek to really help us see there's not just one way to homeschool. We can learn a lot from one another, and it is been an absolute delight and encouragement to me and I hope to my audience as well. Yeah, well, it is. And I love that, it, you know, similar to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast, you really work to point people to Jesus and help them point their kids to Jesus because it's all about the gospel. And we talk about that so often on this podcast. And we're going to talk about that this week because one of the things that I think we we tend to think as Christians and as Christian homeschoolers is if we do all of the right things, our kids will turn out a certain way. And so as you and I were praying through what we were going to discuss today, you you sent me some ideas and some thoughts and and you said homeschooling isn't a vending machine and it won't save our kids. And I was like, I love that analogy. It's not. We can't just put a coin in and then out pops these perfect kids who will be obedient and who will follow Jesus and who will, you know, go on to save the world. Like that's just not how it works. But we have a responsibility to help teach our kids 
in a way that honors the Lord and to point them to Jesus in everything that we do. And so while it won't save our kids, because of course, homeschooling, you know, it's it's not salvation. It's it, it's a way to point them to Jesus. Um, I want you to talk about how, why, first, why you chose to homeschool, because you are a second generation homeschooler. And I know that there are many second generation homeschoolers who are like, no, I would never do that to my kids. But you and your husband have chosen to homeschool your kids. And so why did you make that decision? Walk us through that that thought process for you and your husband. So the decision for my husband and I actually was very simple. Um, and we didn't spend a whole lot of time agonizing over it. We had both had very positive experiences with our own homeschools growing up. So I was homeschooled all the way through high school graduation, my husband through seventh grade. And so even before we got married, we had just sort of talked about our future and, you know, any children the Lord would give us. And we were just sort of agreed, oh, yeah, of course, we're going to homeschool. Like, it's just a great option. And um, it felt very natural for both of us. But when I think about, you know, now after, oh, goodness, well, 18 years, if you count from birth of my oldest, all of these years of homeschooling our own children, I think my vision for homeschooling and even my why hasn't changed, but it's definitely deepened. So as I think about, you know, some of the initial reasons why, you know, I was choosing to homeschool, I mean, some was just honestly academic. It's just a really great option to provide individualized education for your children to be able to go deeply, um, to not have to follow the same timeline as everyone else, to be able to work with children with various challenges or giftedness. Um, It's just, you can't find an education like this when done well. You just can't find it anywhere else, at least not in an affordable way. So that was, you know, one thing. And there's family reasons, right? Like I was so excited to get to spend all this time with my own children, to not miss out on the wonder of that first time when they sound out a book or to hear them making connections between the ideas across the subjects. I didn't want to miss out on that and to have the sibling relationships and those bonds formed, right? These are all good gifts of homeschooling. But I think what I'm seeing even more clearly now is just what a gift it is to be able to bring the gospel to bear across everything we're doing. That, you know, our faith, learning about the Lord is not just sort of this extra thing we tack on at the end of the day with family devotions or an extra little Bible lesson here and there. But this is our life. This is God's world. And, you know, I think about like education, a lot of times people just think about it in terms of making sure our kids know a lot and, you know, score well on tests and get good grades and are super smart. Well, if we just know a lot, what does that profit us? You know, the fear of the Mm -hmm. Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And having wise children really is what I want to come out of my homeschool. And that has to start with the fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. That is one thing that we pray about constantly for our girls, you know, and again, the academics are a a really important part of homeschooling, but wisdom and discernment for us is even more important and their character is even more important. You know, 
as uh, Rachel Carmen and Davis Carmen say, character over curriculum, you know, and 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 you know, relationship over reading. Like those things are so much more important than just the academics. Though those are important, but we need to incorporate all of it together because we're we're raising whole people, right? We're not just raising scholars. We're raising adults to go on into the world and to be able to function, not just academically, but as people who love Jesus and who will serve him. So when you when you decided to homeschool, did you feel like, because I think that this is kind of changing somewhat in the world, did you feel like you were running from something or did you feel like you were running towards something with your kids? I definitely had a, a, a that running towards something with my children. Mm-hmm. I think because I hadn't had um, an, a particularly you know negative experience in my own homeschool growing up. I mean, my family was a, you know we were sinners. <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but sure. it was a positive experience. And so I wanted to continue on with those positive things and just put my own spin on them by God's grace. So it was definitely yeah. an exciting thing. And, you know, it's interesting because I like to let people know this. My my website is Humility and Doxology, but that's not just the name of my website. Way before I ever started a blog, back when I was never going to start a blog, I would tell my children, the end of your education, the reason why we're doing this is so that you will be humble and you will praise the Lord. I used humility and doxology as this end. If you think about like the telos, like where are we going? What's our vision for this homeschool thing? And I wanted them to more and more see the beauty of God, which will lead Mm -hmm. to humility of heart and will lead to worship. That's the end of education. And so for me, it was like running towards this great goal, not trying to escape from anything. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Amy. As you're talking about your homeschool journey and how you you really were running to something, why do you why why does this not guarantee the salvation of our kids? I mean, you know, if if you put a quarter in the vending machine, you're gonna pop out a gumball. Most right. of the time, sometimes they malfunction, but most of the time you're going to get your prize, right? Why is it that if we do all the right things, seemingly, it doesn't guarantee salvation for our kids? This is one of the things I am most passionate about talking to other homeschool parents about, because when we even subconsciously have this idea, okay, if I just pick the right curriculum, 
push those mm-hmm. buttons, right? If I just, you know, follow the right parenting model, push those buttons, you know, if we just could somehow do it right, then we would get out this expected outcome. And I see this leading to so much fear, so much um, anxiety as a parent, right? Because, well, man, what if I picked the wrong curriculum? Does that mean that like my kids are doomed? You know, what if I yelled at my kids today? I'm sure none of you who are listening have ever yelled at your children, (laughs) but just in case, you know, some other parent did that. Have you now ruined everything? Um, And so we know these are good things. Of course, it matters what books we bring into our home. Of course, it matters like how we parent. Those things matter, but they are not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Homeschooling is not the savior of your children, and Jesus alone is. So when you take even a good thing like homeschooling and you make it the most important thing, it's actually become an idol. It's Mm -hmm. coming in between you and Jesus Christ. And so it's really, really important for us to remember that at the end of the day, we can do all these things, but the fruit is from the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit who takes our children's hearts of stone and gives them a heart of flesh. We can't somehow lecture enough or be the, you know, the perfect homeschool parent in such a way to be the savior to our children. And so the more and more we can see Christ as the ultimate goal and homeschooling and all these other things as tools, it really frees us up. I think frees us from a lot of fear and anxiety as parents. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then the great thing about that, which we've talked about lots of times, is at the end, we get to say, look what the Lord did, not look what I did. He gets all the glory for it in the end. And we, you know, I, I think even if our kids don't turn out, exactly as we think they should turn out, we know that the Lord is still in control and we know that we've still planted those seeds in their lives. We set the foundation for them and we can just let go and trust the Lord. And so I think there, you know, there can be fear on that side of, oh, well, if, if our kids mess up, it's all my fault. Or if they succeed, I'm the one who helped them to succeed, right? Look at me, look at what a great homeschool mom I am or homeschool dad I am. And uh, it's, it's all about Jesus. So so, you know, what I think is interesting is every kid is so different, right? I mean, I only have two and both my girls are completely opposite. It, it's shocking to me how two kids, you know, and I, and I guess again, going back to the vending machine, like you could get a red gumball or you can get a blue gumball. Like they're totally different in color, right? And our kids are the same way. And so our kids respond differently oftentimes to the exact same methods. You can have the exact same parenting methods. You can use the exact same curriculum. And they're all different because God created them so uniquely. I And I love that about it. But I think that also makes it a little bit difficult sometimes in homeschooling our kids. And so talk through that because you've got five kids. And I find it a challenge for myself to homeschool my girls in a way that caters to them. How do you do that with five different kids and try to meet their needs to where you're pointing all of them to Jesus at the same time, but in different ways. Oh man, I could go in several directions with this. So I'm gonna try <laughs> to talk about a couple things and not okay. get us lost in the rabbit trails. So first, kind of big picture. Um, I think it is really important to remember 
that we're not having this monastic idea, right? Where, well, if we can just go and go into our homes and keep our children from evil, then they'll be safe and they're going to turn out okay. So each of our individual children and we ourselves as parents, we are bringing our own sins and tendencies right into that house with us. And so it ought not to surprise us. I guess that's the first thing to say. It's not something that should shock us or I can't believe you would say something like that. You know, sometimes with my children, I'm like, I can't believe you would do that. You know, right. where did that come from? <laughs> well, I mean, it came from within. They were born, they were born this way. Right. And so first, just not to be shocked that this is, you know, natural and it gives us an opportunity to point our children towards the same savior that we all need. But then when it comes to the realities of that daily practice, whether it's the academic side of things or the more spiritual, you know, explicitly spiritual side of things, I have to say the most important thing is to first pray. As a mom, like homeschool moms, we're really good at researching and coming up with lists and plans and thinking about things a lot. And sometimes I've thought about something and maybe worried about it so much that I feel like I've prayed about it, but I've actually just been thinking about it. So Mm, to remember to take those things to the Lord who made our children unique and different and knows them and even loves them better and more than we do ourselves. And he promises to give wisdom to those who ask for it. So we know we're, we're praying in his will when we come and say, I do not know how to parent this particular child in this particular challenge. I do not know how to get through to them about this math challenge even, you know, something even that simple. Oh, Lord, give wisdom by your grace. And he is mm-hmm. faithful to do that. Um, so I would say do that first. Pray more than worry and think about things. Pray more than lecturing about things. Um, it's much yeah. more effectual. And then really being willing to listen to our children. I have a lot of things to say to my children, and I know it's so wise and wonderful. And if they would just, you know, listen to me, their lives would be so much easier. And sometimes I can forget to take the time to be quiet and really listen to what they're saying. So I think those would be the two things. One, praying to the Lord for wisdom and then being humble enough to listen and really hear what's going on. Um, in the hearts of our kiddos. Yeah, that's so true. I know with my girls, um, one of my daughters, she'll often say, you know, like, I'll just know that something is stirring in her and I'll just say, you know, what's going on? What, what's, what's eating at you right now? And she'll say, oh, you don't want to hear it. I'm, I, you don't want to hear what I have to, you know, what I'm thinking about or what's on my mind. And, you know, she thinks it's going to upset me or whatever. I'm like, talk to me. I want, like, I'm here. This is my job. It's in my job description. (laughs) This is literally why I am here and why God put me in place as your mom, because I want to hear you. I want to know what's going on in your heart. And I want to help you work through those things. And I think so often, you know, parents, like you said, I love that you talk about listening because so often we want to just jump to well, let me fix this for you. Let me tell you how to deal with this thing. And yes, there's a place for that. And yes, we're here to guide our kids and we're praying for wisdom so that we can share that wisdom with our kids. But so oftentimes they just need to be heard and they need to be hugged and loved and just nurtured. And just, you know, I understand. I understand why you feel this way. 
about this. And sometimes she'll say, I don't think you understand. I'm like, truly, I do. (laughs) Believe it or not, I was a teenager once too, and it wasn't that long ago. Um, And so, yeah, listening is so important and prayer as well. I mean, I think that sometimes we don't realize the power of prayer and just going to the Lord, if for nothing else, for our own obedience um, and just to humble ourselves before the Lord and say, Lord, I can't do this without you. We are desperately in need of his help and of the Holy Spirit coming in and helping to guide us through this journey of parenting and homeschooling and raising up, um, raising up his kids. So such good stuff. We have lots more to talk about, but we are out of time. So we're going to come back on Wednesday, continue this conversation. Amy, tell us again where people can find out about you and your podcast. You can find me at humilityanddoxology.com and Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology wherever you get your podcasts. Sounds great. We'll put those links in the show notes. You guys check it out. Amy is a wealth of information and encouragement and uh, you will love everything that she has. So if you guys have not left a review for this podcast, please do that. Go on whatever podcast app you have and make sure that you share it with your friends. If you're watching this on YouTube, would you like and subscribe to this channel and share this with your friends as well? Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. I think a lot of times as homeschool moms, it's really easy for us to put our entire identity, who we are, the purpose and meaning and significance of our life in our work as homeschool mom. And that is so draining because we're having to constantly strive and work and do more to try to achieve greatness either in front of other people or even maybe secretly we think in order to please God. And I think if we can have our identity truly and who we are in Jesus Christ, it changes everything. 